It's my pleasure to bring in the town manager of Mansfield, Ryan Aylesworth, our monthly program with the Mansfield Town Manager, brought to you by the folks at the Fenton River Grill. We're at a fine steak dinner a couple of nights ago. Morning, Ryan. It was nice to meet and interview a month ago Mansfield's new human services director, Allison Maynard. She pinch hit for you. She's doing a nice job for you, isn't she? She certainly is. Uh, I'm glad you had an opportunity to talk with Allison. She's been with us uh, almost a year now, and uh, our Department of Human Services administers just so many important uh, programs, and, and it's just great to get the word out and remind our residents of everything that's available to them. Well, my most important question of the entire morning is going to be, how did Halloween go at the town manager's house? <laughs> yeah, no, we... Uh, we had a wonderful time. We, we we went out with the kids. We don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters in our part of town. It kind of thins out. It's not really good from like a per capita candy whatever basis. But, uh, but yeah, we uh, our, our kids made out quite well. They did the, uh, the trick-or-treat and the uh, trunk-or-treat in the downtown stores area on Saturday. And, uh, of course, the weather on Saturday was just outrageously good upper 70s pretty pretty much uncanny weather for uh, for late october uh but at last count i think i heard there were over 1600 trick-or-treaters out and about in the downtown on on saturday no doubt in part because the weather was was just so nice but uh but yeah between the businesses handing out candy and the the trick-or-treat uh, activities and the trunk-or-treat activities happening in the downtown on wilbur crossway you know, really did feel like a block party, uh, like almost a carnival atmosphere. And uh, I know our public library, Mansfield Public Library, had a very strong turnout at their annual holiday program, uh, which was Saturday morning as well. Um, so just great to to see all that, especially when those activities kind of uh, were curtailed a bit during the pandemic in recent years. So things have really come back with a vengeance. Uh, our family, we, we embraced the Star Wars theme this year. Got a lot of positive feedback. We had... Uh, we had a you know Jedi, we had Vader, we had Princess Leia, we had an Ewok, we had a Baby Yoda. So got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of laughs. Um, next next year, I think we might experience or experiment with the uh, the Wizard of Oz, but uh, no final decisions have been made just yet. We have some time. Use the Force, Ryan. I see, I thought you might be decked out in another outfit. I thought you might be dressed as a baseball player who has won one World Series this century. You found a way to work that in, you know. I uh, well, I couldn't do it last month. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, hey, I'll say this: uh, Rangers and Diamondbacks. Who saw that World Series coming? My goodness. Who was your money on? Well, I'm an American League guy. I tend to root for the American League, and uh, I wasn't surprised to see the, the Rangers come out on top on that one. But certainly, based on uh, uh, well, their their seasons of late, and even this season. Um, would not have expected those two teams to be uh, the last two standing, but uh, but hey, that's why you that's why you play the series and, uh, and and you see what happens. And big game Nate, who was great for your team and was great for my team, including winning the 2018 World Series. All right, down to business here today. It's great to have a lot of activity concentrated in your downtown. Has it been a bustling fall so far in Mansfield? Absolutely, a lot of foot traffic in early fall. You know, with the, the kids coming back at UConn and uh, our neighbors uh, and community residents coming out to, to celebrate events like the Celebrate Mansfield Festival at the end of uh, September, and of course the trick or treat and trunk or treat event that I just referenced from this past weekend. Uh, we have new restaurants uh, opening up, and, and one that already has a square peg uh, that officially 
opened in the old uh, Gino's Grill spot uh, and, and seems to be thriving. It seems to be uh, always humming in there when I walk by. Uh, Haven Hot Chicken, that's going to be going into the former Wings Stop space uh, near Price Chopper. And I believe uh, on or around November 18th is what they're saying they're, they're planning to open by. Uh, so that, that's all exciting, and, and other restaurants opening in, in the downtown area. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention was uh, make sure that your listeners knew that we are exploring the, the possibility of establishing a cultural district, and uh, that's being done for a, a variety of different reasons. You know, we really want to market uh, the arts and cultural attractions uh, to our visitors, and so to that end, um, this is a new designation, something that I think has only been around for a few years. Only a handful of uh, communities and municipalities thus far in the state of Connecticut have uh, gone through the process of designating cultural districts in their towns. And, and, of course, you know we think that Mansfield has a lot to offer on that front. So, uh, so we're working with uh, the Cultural Coalition uh, to, to explore this. Right now we're just sort of trying to gauge public input on the process and, and, and see if there's a lot of support for it. So there's going to be a series of public information sessions, public engagement sessions, the first of which is actually coming up on Tuesday the 14th, so a week from from this Tuesday. And uh, like I said, there will be three of them, one uh, that, that Tuesday in November and then December 5th and January 17th. And all of these sessions are going to be uh, advertised leading up to them, but they're going to take place in council chambers uh, in town hall. And I uh, really want to encourage people to attend those sessions and, and give us their input and see if a cultural district designation is something that our residents uh, want us to pursue. Ryan, where would that zone go? Well, that's actually part of what's up for discussion. Uh, it could be a singular cultural district, uh, such as you know the downtown stores area. That's that's one option. Um, we could also designate multiple areas. Uh, you know, in addition to the downtown area and the cultural attractions and, and arts scene there. You know, we've been talking about Mansfield Center, and uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, historic uh, homes and architecture there, and, and we, we see this as possibly being kind of part of a cultural resource trail, if you will. Um, but again, no decisions have been made. This is sort of exploratory phase right now, and uh, that's why we want to get resident input and uh, see what level of support there is for it. Municipal elections coming up next week, and Mansfield received a pretty special commendation from the Secretary of State last week. Do tell. Absolutely. Well, before I, I, I jump into that, uh, since you kind of teed up the fact that the election is coming, uh, I do want to remind everybody that uh, this Tuesday the 7th, uh, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., uh, municipal elections will be ongoing. Of course, we have four polling locations, uh, Mansfield Community Center, Vinton School, Fire Station 107, and Mansfield Public Library. So depending on where you live in town geographically, just make sure you know your, your polling place. Uh, the even-year uh, elections uh, with state and federal elections obviously tend to garner the most attention and, and generate the biggest turnout, but, but local elections, municipal elections, are really, really important, too. You know, um, we have members of the town council and the, the board of ed, the board of assessment appeals, planning and zoning commission, uh, ZBA, and, and representatives on the school board for Region 19, all of which will be on the ballot, and these really are important elections. So I uh, encourage everybody to, to turn out this year and, and vote in our municipal election on, on Tuesday the 7th. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you are absolutely correct. We were very honored and humbled um, this past Wednesday to receive and uh, take part in this ceremony with uh, Secretary of State Thomas. Uh, she had a very busy day um, on the 25th. Uh, we were the fourth of four communities that she 
visited that day to um, award the Democracy Cup. So Mansfield was awarded the Democracy Cup in the category of mid-sized towns, which is 10,000 to 30,000 people. Um, the, the awards bestowed to communities uh, with the highest voter turnout in the most recent even-numbered election year. So we're talking about 2022. And uh, we had 72% of our registered voters in the 2022 election cast their ballots. And we're, we're very proud of that. And, uh, of course, that's uh, in part a testament to the civic-minded nature uh, of our voters, um, definitely is a reflection of our residents, and and then it's important to note the Yukon student population, you know, turning out in large numbers. Um, so, you really have to tip your cap to to the voters. But um, I want to take a moment, just as I did uh, when I was participating in the event last week, to really just acknowledge that uh, th this is a team effort, and and we don't achieve this result, and we we're not uh, the, the recipients of this recognition without tremendous work and dedication of our registrars of voters, uh, the staff in our town clerk's office, and of, uh, of course our election workers and, and volunteers. Um, the term I would use is unsung heroes. You know, These are behind the scenes people uh, doing yeoman's work, and it's not just the election day. Um, there's a lot of work, so many logistical details taking place that have to be worked through um, in the weeks and months leading up to an election, and then the days after when votes are carefully tabulated and reported, and so I just want to give a shout-out to, to all the folks involved, our elections team, uh, because this, uh, this award really uh, belongs to them. Mansfield Report with Town Manager Ryan Aylesworth, brought to you by the Fenton River Grill. And what's the status of the new development activity with the housing around Mansfield? Yeah, lots of lots of activity on this front. Um, several several projects people are interested in. Uh, the Eagleville Green Affordable Housing Project uh, that's going to be breaking ground. Very it has already broken ground, but some of the more vertical construction, if you will, that's going to be starting very soon. It's a 42-unit mixed-income multifamily residential complex. It's going to have 34 of those 42 units that are affordable, and then eight market-rate units. Um, that project, of course, is being supported in part by a $4.8 million grant that the town was able to obtain from the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development. So we as a town really trying to do our part uh, to help uh, un underwrite the cost of that project and make it happen. Um, projects being overseen by a nonprofit organization. Uh, right now, it's still anticipated that it'll be completed in early 2025. So basically, uh, two years from now, we think uh, residents, uh, new, new tenants will be able to, to move in. Uh, we're very eager for the project uh, to come to fruition. It's going to help us as a town increase our affordable our availability of affordable housing units, which is a huge priority uh, for the town council. We really want to make uh, Mansfield an, uh, an easier place for people to find housing, uh, accessible housing for, for their income, and uh, allow us to achieve progress uh, on our affordable housing plan goals. Um, otherwise, uh, a number of other projects, uh, many of which are in the northwestern part of town, uh, and in particular the Four Corners, um, 625 Middle Turnpike, uh, that's uh, of course Route 44, uh, a project called the Villages at Four Corners. Um, that project was approved in, in late September. It's moving forward and uh, will result in uh, over 12,000 square feet of new retail restaurant space and uh, over 100 uh, new housing units, and uh, then there's the Will Husky project uh, that was approved uh, last month. Um, this is uh, it's actually two different locations on, um, on both sides of North Eagleville Road, um, both the um, 
the King Hill Road side and the other side of the road, and uh, that's actually going to result in, I think, uh, just shy of 1,200 new beds, uh, 14,000 square feet of retail space, and uh, they, they're basically calling it a private dormitory because uh, it'll be marketed primarily to the Yukon population, uh, being that it is immediately adjacent to the Yukon campus. It'll feel very much like it's continuous with the Yukon campus. And uh, and then also 497 uh, Middle Turnpike Route 44, uh, that, that proposed development has been approved, and that includes... Uh, 164 traditional apartment dwellings, uh, 46 townhouses, and 51 mansion-style dwellings. Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of new development. Uh, that last one I mentioned uh, is going to have, I believe, uh, somewhere around uh, 50 uh, affordable and workforce housing units, which again really important for us to promote our our affordable housing goals. And uh, I believe there's also going to be um, uh, open space that's permanently protected by a conserva- conservation easement to allow access to um, uh, about 25 or 30 acres of open space on the site. So a lot of development activity. Also important to point out that our Planning and Zoning Commission um, in recent weeks uh, opted to adopt a, a temporary moratorium on high-density residential developments, a six-month moratorium that's going to extend through March 1st. So these projects that I just mentioned uh, they were basically in, in play before the moratorium, so that's why uh, the Planning and Zoning Commission com- completed action on them and, and, and they're approved. But uh, just because there's been so much proposed new development and it's happening, happening at such a fast pace, uh, we realized that the landscape is changing quickly, and our Planning and Zoning Commission really thought it prudent uh, to basically do a, a pause to evaluate uh, the effects of all of these uh, developments on more of an aggregate scale. And so, like I said, that that moratorium um, will extend through March 1st, and the Planning and Zoning Commission right now is actively uh, examining the implications of this development so that they can um, better evaluate future projects moving forward. Brian, there was some pushback from local officials and residents about UConn's off-campus and commuter student services program being eliminated over the summer. What's the update on that front? Yeah, no, this has been a, really a, a key issue for us. Um, as you said, uh, you know, word of the dissolution of the off-campus and commuter student services program, uh, I believe it was late July um, that that we in sort of the, the town uh, local government world learned about it, and then it was publicly announced a week or so later in early August. Um, and we were we were very surprised, very discouraged, very concerned ab- about this decision. Uh, but I'm happy to say uh, this past week, Mayor Moran and I, uh, we were invited to take part in a follow-up meeting uh, with senior Yukon officials, uh, and we discussed uh, next steps following you know this this unexpected decision. And of course, we've been you know very outspoken about our concerns. Uh, we see this as a an enormously valuable program uh, for both the town and the university population. Uh, so the meeting that we had this past week uh, was very informative, and, and the key takeaway message for us uh, was an encouraging one. Uh, UConn has, has indicated that um, they've, they've heard our expressed concerns loud and clear, and uh, they, they basically indicated in an unambiguous way that they're committed to reversing that decision, and uh, they're looking to reinstate or will be reinstating a program and the associated staffing uh, that has basically the full function and standing of the previous uh, uh, office of um, 
off campus and commuter student services. So, so this is an enormous relief uh, given the value that the town and the Yukon student population have received from uh, this collaborative partnership between the town and Yukon over the last 10 plus years. Uh, so there are a lot of details, uh, logistical and administrative details uh, that, that became clear during our, our recent meeting that UConn is still working through. Um, and, and so from our standpoint, you know, we as town officials, we're eager to stay engaged in these discussions uh, and to help review any revised plans prior to the university making any final decisions and announcing any reorganization uh, of the program. But um, we went from being very concerned, very distraught over the summer um, about the elimination of a program to seemingly uh, having our fates uh, turned 180 degrees, and, and we're very excited about that and hope to see uh, see it followed through on. Ryan, always good updates from you this morning. Welcome back to the morning show here, and we'll get you early December. All right. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it. That's Ryan Aylesworth, Mansfield Town Manager. Our program brought to you each month by the Fenton River Grill, 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.